Lord, our Lord, your majesty is seen in all the world. Your praise reaches up to the heavens. It is sung by children and infants. When I look at the sky, the moon, and the stars which you have made, who are we that you think of us? Who are we that you care for us? Yet you have made us just a little less than you, O oh God. You have placed human beings over all living things, the animals, the birds, and the fish. Lord, our Lord, your majesty is seen in all the earth. Thus the reading of Psalm 8. Thank you, Lilia and Evelyn, for this embodied reading of Psalm 8. In the reading we heard and saw the reference to children and infants in the text. Bible Googling the words children and child, we find 29 instances in the Psalms. Added to that reference to infants pop up two more times in various ways. Some of them tragic and in terrifying circumstances. But specifically, paging through the Psalms, we hear the children are a blessing, chapter 37. Inheritors of good things, chapter 69. Recipients of the teaching of God's law, 78. Witnesses to the Lord's splendor, chapter 103. Receivers of the Lord's compassion, chapter 103. Signal of the Lord's love and righteousness to generations. Stars of a biblical proportion as they are referred to as descendants of Abraham, children of Jacob, chosen ones, chapter 105. Children are referred to in the Psalms as mighty ones, upright and blessed, chapter 112. The source of a mother's happiness, chapter 113. A heritage from the Lord, living rewards from God in 127. Metaphorically like arrows in the hands of a warrior. And lastly, likened to the delightful olive shoots around one's table. That's children in the Psalms. This is a rich list. It could be said that the book of Psalms is splashed with the notion of the status, the being, the worth, the dignity, the uniqueness, the insight, the wonder, even the wisdom of children. I had not noticed that before in a lifetime of reading the Psalms. Paralleling such positivity towards children, we cannot read the Gospels without noticing Jesus's warm affection and concern for the young. Such will be known to you of that. As one follows Jesus in the record on the hillsides and the seashores of the Galilee and up to and throughout Jerusalem, 
We can easily imagine him watching the children in the crowds about him and hearing him say, let the little children come to me and do not hinder them for the kingdom belongs to, of God belongs to such as these. We hear him saying too, whoever welcomes one of these little children in my name welcomes me and whoever welcomes me does not welcome me but the one who sent me. Then truly I tell you, anyone who will not receive the kingdom of God like a little child will never enter it. See that you do not despise one of these little ones, for I tell you that their angels in heaven always see the face of my Father in heaven. Then if anyone causes one of these little ones, those who believe in me, to stumble, it would be better for them to have a large millstone hung around their neck and to be drowned in the depths of the sea. Your Father in heaven is not willing that any of these little ones should perish. This is the third Sunday in our practice series of praying the Psalms. Nelson began this series signaling, single, signaling that this is a good time as ever for prayer practice and learning. As we as individuals and as a church bob and weave our way through a wildly spinning world. May we know that there is never a time, good or bad enough, to not pray unceasingly, whether we are walking, running, flying, or fainting. The book of Psalms in the Old Testament, also known as the Psalter in church lingo, has been called the prayer book of the Jews. I believe it was Phil Yancey who referred the Jews as being the Bible from which Jesus read. In highlighting the place of children in the Psalms and noting Jesus' likely radical view of children for his day, allow me to bring together for just a few moments these two high values of Jesus, the Psalter and children. We could well capture yet another glimpse of Jesus as we hold our children on the lap of the Psalms. So with that in mind, let's press together this powerful book of prayer and our precious children, both teachers of prayer, keeping in mind the assumption that we best learn to pray by praying. I dare say in my life that this book of the Psalms and my kids have moved me much to my knees. So back to Psalm 8. How does this Psalm teach us to pray? Let me personally pray it with you, adding my come to mind personal prayer words in red, which you will see on the screen within the biblical black text. Lord, our Lord, I address you body and soul in reverence and in awe. How majestic is your name in all the earth and beside that awe in your majesty and being. I acknowledge your name, your name. You are Yahweh, you are Adonai. You are God, you know me intimately more than I know myself, and I know you but a little, but want to know you more. You have set your glory in the heavens. You are the creator of everything, things glorious, things touchable and seeable, things knowable and so much beyond our knowing, too great for us to grasp, yet knowingly magnificent. Through the praise of children and infants, you have established a stronghold against your enemies to silence the foe and the avenger. In spite of all else, 
Even children raise their hands to you, O God, in their abiding innocence and their natural unspoiled wisdom. Are you saying that through their childlikeness is manifested power against those and that which would want to lessen the knowing of you, O God? You are that creative, that lavish, that you would use children? And they too, these children, wielding so much innocent but incredible being, I am amazed in all directions. When I consider your heavens, the work of your fingers, the moon, the stars which you have set in place, what is mankind that you are mindful of them? Human beings that you care for them? Your creativity, your image bearing of you, you can hard, we can hardly fathom but a speck of what you have set in place. We are so small and yet your power, your love, your parental love upon us, giving us dignity, value, worth, love, and savability. I am rendered nearly speechless in awe of you in relationship to me, O God, and yet I feel your worth giving. I am not nothing. You have made them a little lower than the angels and crowned them with glory and honor. You made them rulers over the works of your hands. You put everything under their feet, all flocks and herds, and the animals of the wild, the birds in the sky, and the fish in the sea, all that swim in the paths of the seas. We people to whom you have given so much, when we think of angels, we see you. When we consider glory and honor, we sense you. When we see on the hills, flocks and herds, when we see animals in the forest, when we watch birds and fishes, we comprehend but a spot of this living art, the enormity of the artist you are, O oh God. Lord, our Lord, how majestic is your name in all the earth. I reach my hands in awe to you. I lie down on my face on the ground before you. I run to you, I shout your praise. I become awed into silence and let it speak for me wordlessly who you are. Words now escape me. You are too much. You are all I need. So what to the practicality of seeking to live so fully in the face of our God? How do we practice such awe and wonder for our Lord in our living? Look to the Psalms. Read Psalm 8 or any other Psalm out loud, pencil in hand. Write what comes to mind. See what the Spirit scribes out the ends of your fingers about you, about the Lord. Or in a group of two or more, compose something. What flows of words can be written? What images fly up? What possibilities of response can you be given? of what inspired colors and forms can appear on a canvas. Choreograph a movement of prayer or an hour of silence just to listen to the still small voice. Invite the possibilities as you recite the words of a memorized psalm. Speak them into your own center and let them flow out from you into your day while driving while pausing at the red light, as you walk, or as you join Brother Lawrence practicing the presence of God as you peel potatoes or fold the laundry. Do this for yourself, for your community. Pray the Psalms. 
Eugene Peterson said that it is in praying the Psalms with others, we learn to become more and more ourselves in the company of the faithful. In so doing, he'd added, we are given added color and shape to our lives, windows of wisdom in our finite and our eternal journeys. Psalm 8 text we read and prayed today referred to children. Jesus calls us to be childlike. The Psalms 120 to 134 are called Psalms of Ascent. They were poems and hymns written to be sung by the devout as they paraded up to Jerusalem to engage in worship. I've witnessed modern day processions up to the gates of Jerusalem and on Shabbat to the Western Wall in that holy city. The participants expressed joy. Many of them children were dancing and singing and chanting words from the Psalms of Ascent. Those processions provoke in me the idea of prayer imagining for my children when they were young, that I could recite and play in my movie mind as I jogged and prayed for them many years later. I imagine Jesus walking up to Jerusalem, my two-year-old son perched on his shoulders, my five-year-old daughter being pulled in a red wagon by Jesus, and my eight-year-old holding his other hand. Bind them together with you, Jesus, I prayed, as they live today and tomorrow and forever, and I would repeat myself over and over. Create a connecting image of Jesus and your children. Lean on the cueing words of the Psalms. And what else might you do? Watch the children. Seek to walk in their tiny shoes. See through their wide eyes. A toddler trips, falls, scrapes her elbows, bumps her nose. She jumps up, looks around for the person she knows who best comforts her, usually her mother or a father, the people most like God to her. And then remember, I lift up my eyes to the mountains. Where does my help come from? Our help is in the name of the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. Take in your world. Observe, absorb the world around you. There are windows and evidences of God everywhere. Sometimes I ride the Canada line from Richmond to Vancouver. Whenever I step onto a train, I am transported back to being a little immigrant southern Manitoba farm boy, dreaming of visiting big cities someday and riding on their subway trains. Years later, on one trip or another, I made the trains. I rode the trains under the streets of Paris, London, Berlin, Moscow, and felt the excitement of a young boy. It was like I was suddenly one of the Pevensey children on the train magically in space and time between Narnia and England. It's 2018. I'm a man-child now. Six decades and a few more years having come and gone, and I'm holding the safety cord to steady myself as the train moves somewhere between Oak Ridge and the Olympic Village. A woman, I'd say, 10 years my senior, stands up, smiles, and says, here, take my seat, sir. Mm -hmm. I smile, no thank you. The God of Psalm 106 is remembered for his many kindnesses in the woman's generosity 
despite my thinking, her thinking, me old enough to need to sit down. <laughs> so what to do with the Psalms? Remember them, keep them in here and in here. I'm on the way back on the Canada line that same day. It's a young woman this time, early 20s, I'd say, sitting against the window. She has set a small open cardboard box with what looks like random items from an office desk in the empty aisle seat next to her. I am standing, again holding the cord, hanging down to steady myself as the train moves. Dare I? Has she just lost her job? The train lurches, pushing me against other passengers. I might have stepped on someone's toes. And we were too close, all of us, even before COVID. I asked the young woman if I may take the seat next to her. No, she says emphatically. I catch myself, I take a breath. I push the hockey player Danny down. It comes to me that her sitting and me standing is not the stuff of justice as held up in Psalm 17. It probably is a manifestation of the kind of distress mentioned 22 times in the book of the Psalms. What to do in this life? Pray, think the Psalms. Pray, think, and live like Jesus. Lily and Evelyn, and all of us, let's pray and mime Psalm 8 again. And I invite you all, wherever you are today, in this room or in your place, with these words and these actions. Lord, our Lord, your majesty is seen in all the world. Your praise reaches up to the heavens. It is sung by children and infants. When I look at the sky, the moon, and the stars which you have made, who are we that you think of us? Who are we that you care for us? Yet you have made us just a little less than you, O oh God. You have placed human beings over all living things. The animals, the birds, and the fish. Lord, our Lord, your majesty is seen in all